I've got good news and bad news about the Blue Jackets game against Tampa Bay. Uh, they didn't win, but they also didn't collapse in the third. So uh, we'll talk about the positives, the negatives, and the injuries in today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, on YouTube, and on SiriusXM. And I also want to let you know that this day's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app, use promo code Locked On NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Um, so we talked about all of the ways in the last episode on or on Friday's episode, I believe it was. We talked about all of the ways that the Blue Jackets could beat the beat the Tampa Bay Lightning or at least hold them off. Um, and if I remember rightly, one of the big things was do not let them go on the power play because their power play is fully insane um it was first in the league it continues to be first in the league uh and they scored two out of three attempts um which okay the blue jackets did a really great job on that first uh power play slash penalty kill um ken johnson with a double minor um killed off the first one and then i think they made it like two minutes and six seconds into the four minute kill. So like they killed off the first one and then the second one um, they scored on basically immediately, which makes sense. Four minutes is a long time to kill. Um, Nick Paul, who was the guy that got high sticked, scored the goal. Um, really, really great assist from Brandon Hagel, who I thought had an excellent game. Um, he has really turned into something in in Tampa Bay which is annoying for many reasons but um it is what it is uh Blue Jackets just looked rusty for most of the first period and like they picked it up a little bit um in the second I thought they had a good third um managed to even out the shot attempts I thought Vasilevsky was great uh two goals on 35 shots uh I thought Elvis was also fine uh, he had three goals on 37, which is obviously, you know, coming off a shutout was, he's had a solid, he's had a solid couple of, of games in a row. Um, he had a, a 9.17 save percentage, um, made 28 of 29 even strength saves. And then, you know, the power play is just so good and it makes sense that like that's how this is shook out yeah they're over 30 percent on the on the power play right now which that's so many that's just so many like uh they have i think i looked it up and did the math like their top two power play goal scorers uh stamkos and kucherov have more power play goals between them than the entirety of the blue jackets so it is what it is um, I liked the game as a whole. I, th I thought the it was a frustrating game, and I don't think it it didn't feel like a four two game. 
uh, it was... They scored one goal in the first period. They scored a goal in the second period. They made it 3 nothing in the third period. Again, Steven Stamkos is still one of the most... Un- is he underrated? I don't know that you can call Steven Stamkos underrated, but he is kind of, I think, one of the... One of the kind of the lesser thought about threats in terms of goal scoring. Like, you know, you think about Ovechkin, you think about Matthews, but like Stamkos is up there for my money. Um, great to see Boone Jenner get a couple of goals. He, I believe, is now tied for the team lead in goals with 15. Great to see a power play goal uh, from the Blue Jackets because, again, I'm always, I'm just always really pleased when they score on the power play because I'm so conditioned to like them not doing that. Um, and they, they fought back in the third period, you know, and that's kind of one of my, one of my things on the side here is that they didn't collapse in the third period. They did all of that. Did they do all of their collapsing before that? Yes. A little bit, you know, it was, it was three, nothing when Bujana scored that first goal to make it three, one, um, 12, 22 in the third. And then three minutes later, Bujana scores again on power play Two primary assists for Johnny Gaudreau. So he's up to 27 assists on the year, which is great. Um, Again, Zach Wierenski had an assist in the game. Uh, Karol Marchenko had an assist as well. Zach Wierenski's going to score one of these days. Um, he had a bunch of really great opportunities, I thought. Um, just pulling up his his shot numbers. Uh, he had five shots in the game. Uh, you know, like, he's just, he's going to get one eventually. He has to. Um, played 26 minutes, um, which, sure, I guess... Uh, Erica Branson, I thought, had a shockingly good game, which, again, maybe this season I will have to stop being surprised when he has good games because he has been extremely decent um, in, in a lot of these games. Uh, almost had a goal. Uh, I don't know whether what his scoring chances were like uh, individually, but uh, I thought he had a pretty great game. Um, let's see. Individual scoring chances for Gabranson. Okay, he didn't have any uh, scoring chances, I don't think, but he had two individual uh, shot attempts and he had an individual um, expected goals of uh, 0.3. So I'll take that. Um, again, he's been he's been good. He had a good game, I thought. The defense, I thought, was solid, which sounds silly when they had 37 uh shot attempt but i'm i'm standing by that uh in terms of high danger uh five on five the Bucek exactly had more high danger shot attempts than the lightning they had 15 to the lightning's 13 um they created more uh, they had more a higher expected goals for their goal, expected goals for 3.04 expected goals against of 2.6 this is all at, at five on five by the way so like this is not taking the power play into account because quite frankly i don't want to take the battle play into account but there were a lot of good things to like about this game um unfortunately there were some bad things to dislike about this game as the injuries just keep on coming uh we're going to talk about that in just a second here on locked on blue jackets First, I'm going to tell you guys about Sleeper, because uh, we are fully into the second half of the season, and the Blue Jackets are continuing to be where they are, which is near the bottom of the league. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. 
they're our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because you can win a hundred times your cash in those contests with sleeper which sounds pretty great to me uh entries can be made in under a minute they've got nfl nba mlb college football like they've got everything all you have to do is pick whether guys like kucherov vasilevsky uh Jenner, Gaudreau, Muslikins are going to record more or less of their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your money on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You hope you're right, Blue Jackets fans. You can win 100 times your money, and all you have to do is get eight questions right. Start paying attention, nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Lockdown NHL, you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That is code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The injury news just keeps on coming. The Blue Jackets get uh, Wierenski back. They get Boquist back. They get Jenna back. Uh, Fantilli is. I don't know if I covered this on the podcast actually because it happened. It was announced over the All Star break. Um, Adam Fantilli out for probably the next seven weeks. It's been about six or seven weeks. It's been about a week and a half since his injury. Uh, Calf laceration, which sounds nasty and stressful. Um, He's living his best life. He's watching hockey in Michigan, uh, which I do think is very funny. And I love that for him. Uh, And Igor Chinikov is is now uh, out. He didn't travel with the team to... Uh, Ottawa, where they are playing tomorrow night. Uh, we'll talk about that game in a second here. They're hoping to get him back before they go out west. So they've got their California road trip uh, starting on Saturday. Uh, would love to see Igor Chinikov there uh, because apparently I'm not going to see Adam Fantilli, which sucks. Uh, but I will be in the building for um, the game against the Sharks, and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's that's way down the line in terms of thinking about anything, but. This is, I think, a, an underrated or an under, yeah, underrated loss for the Blue Jackets. I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be tough for the Blue Jackets. Yochinikov um, has been really hot uh, recently and extremely frustrating injury because it, it looked almost like a nothing injury, if I'm being honest. Like it was, I think he, did he get high sticked, I think? Um, went to get some work done and then just never came back. Uh, he's currently sixth on the team in scoring with 24 points, uh, and he's tied, he is second on the team in goals. He's got 14 goals on the season. Like, that's when you when you factor in the fact that you're missing Adam Fantilli, who's tied for third in scoring, like your third and fourth highest goal scorers are done. Um, or not done, uh, but Chinakov definitely out for the game against Ottawa. Big loss. Um, because again, he's been one of the only players that can actually score goals recently, and that's extremely frustrating for many reasons. Um, I have liked Chinikov's game so much this season. Um, I think he he definitely has things that uh, that he can improve on. I think he definitely has things that you know he has some growing still to do. But you're starting to see flashes or extended stretches of what the scouting staff in Columbus saw when they drafted this kid that no one had ever heard of um, at 20th overall instead of anyone else. Um, Chinikov is sitting, he's about at 50% in terms of uh, possession numbers on the ice. 
Uh, he has got a above 50% goals for percentage while he's on the ice. Uh, and he has a um, just under 4%, uh, just under 50% expected goals for percentage. So, like, he's creating a lot of offense. He's not, like, the best defensive forward that I've ever seen in my life, but I don't think that you need him to be. Um, and I think a lot of the struggles with that line have come from the fact that Cole Sillinger is still figuring out his defensive game. He's going to get there. I think he's looked really good. Obviously, he got bumped down to a different line um, in favor of, of putting Jenna with, with Gaudreau, which I do think is fine. I am okay with Jenna and Gaudreau on the same line. They have good chemistry. Obviously, you know, they had a, a pretty good... Um, go of things last night, uh, two primary assists for Gaudreau on both of um, Jenna's goals. But losing losing Chinikov, I think, is going to, again, we're going to have to shuffle all of the lines around. Emil Bemstrom is probably going to come back into the lineup and play somewhere. Like, I don't know where he goes. Like, do you put him on that top line? Do you bump? I think they bumped Roslovic up for, for practice um, yesterday or, yeah, yesterday, Sunday. Um, like you don't want to break up, in my opinion, anyway, you don't want to break up any of the, you don't want to break up that Vronkov line, the Vronkov Marchenko Johnson line, despite the fact that it played, uh, not a lot of minutes, uh, Vronkov with 13, Kent Johnson with 13 and a half, Marchenko played 18, but that's again, because he gets a lot of power play time, but you don't want to break that line up. The fourth line is, is clicking along happily, uh, Corrali, Olivier and Danforth, um, so I guess, like, yeah, your options on that top are on that top line are um, Texier potentially Roslovic, which looks like that's what's going to happen, or Bemstrom, and none of those options really thrill me uh, for your top line winger. But we'll figure that out when uh, when it comes to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and assume that Roslovic will probably get that spot, which is again. Fine, but frustrating. But also, who else are you going to put there? You know? Um, I don't think there were any other, there were any other injuries. Um, I'll be interested to see what happens with goaltending. That's not an injury thing. That's just Elvis has played two straight games and played well. Do you put Tarasov back in there for a game and, and see what happens? I genuinely don't know. Um, but We'll talk about that in in just a little bit here on Locked On Blue Jackets. First, I've got to tell you guys about FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Literally, all you have to do, find the heaviest favorite, whether it's NBA, whether it's NHL, like whether it's college sports, whatever. Just find the heaviest favorite you can. Put five bucks on it. If you win, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets to spend on literally anything. Uh, bet on all your favorite NBA players or teams. They've got quick bets. They've got live same-game parlays. They've got exclusive props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Uh, and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Uh, we're talking all about tomorrow's game against the Ottawa Senators. 
uh, because I have a feeling that this game is going to be extremely stupid. Uh, I feel like the first game was extremely stupid. Um, I'm just pulling that up now. The Blue Jackets, uh, oh, yeah, they sure did. Um, they were down 2 nothing, and then scored four straight goals, uh, including two power play goals, um, to beat the Senators, uh, to beat Corpusano. Um it's going to be another another kind of one of those games, I think. Um, also, uh, the Blue Jackets had four goals on 23 shots. The Senators had two goals on 43 shots. So um, another great night for Elvis uh, back then in, uh, when was this? December, the beginning of December slash the uh, end, of, end of November. Um, so that kind of, to go back to my, my thought about the goaltending, like Elvis played really well against the Senators last time but he's played the last two games uh Tarasov hasn't played since like the very beginning of February like his last game I think would probably have been the Seattle game which would have been like the January 30th so what like what do you do do you throw Tarasov in there to get him a start do you put Elvis in there because he's played well the past couple of games Tarasov hasn't um, you know, it's, again, it's juggling goaltending is tricky. Um, and I've never really thought about specifically how tricky it is based on what do you want from your team? Like, do you go with the hot hand? Do you go with the young guy? Do you give Elvis a rest? Uh, obviously they're going out West soon. So I wonder if you play Elvis in this game and then Tarasov gets a game in California. Um, on the flip side, the Senators have been struggling with their goaltending. Uh, Corpsalo has not been what they hoped he would be. Uh, he's got an 890 save percentage. He's 13, 16, and 2. Anton Forsberg, 7 and 8 with an 889 save percentage. Um, like, I would, I would be happy with um, Elvis over either of those guys, quite frankly. Suspect you'll probably see Corpsalo um, because. I don't believe the Senators played uh, or play tonight as of as of the, the time of recording this because it's Monday lunchtime-ish. Uh, yeah, their next game is us. They played last night, so Sunday night, uh, or no, Saturday night, I think. The, uh, the big drama with the Leafs. Um, so it's been a, it's been a couple of days for them. So I would imagine that they will probably put Corpusalo out there. Um, so my guess is Corpusalo versus Muslikins. Um In terms of players to watch for the Senators, Shane Pinto has returned from his gambling suspension and has been very good for them. Uh, in terms of points, obviously he's like. He's got seven points in seven games right now. Three goals, four assists since returning. Uh, and he's doing that on less than 17 minutes of ice time a game. Like, uh, Tim Stutzler is... I feel like Tim Stutzler is having a kind of a down season for him, but he's still got 47 points in 48 games. Uh, Giroud, 43 points in 48 games. Kachuk, 41 points in 48 games. Like, they have so many guys that have more points than the Blue Jackets. I think their top five goal scorer... Their top five scorers have more points than anyone on the Blue Jackets. So... It'll be it'll be interesting. Um, this is a team that's built to score goals. It's not really a team that's built for goaltending. So, like, if the Blue Jackets can exploit that, um, 
I think there's there's definitely something there. Um, both teams are bad at basically everything. Uh, 24th on the power play for Ottawa, 25th for the Blue Jackets. 28th on the penalty kill for Ottawa, 26th for the Blue Jackets. Um, goals four per game. Yeah, they score a ton of goals for. Um, they score 3.38 goals, which is 10th in the league, but they allow 3.6, which is 30th in the league. Blue Jackets only score 2.9 goals a game, which is 23rd. They allow 3.67, which is 31st. So, like, the Senators are built to score goals. If the Blue Jackets can do what they did last time and score a few quick goals, like, near the end of the game, that feels... This feels like an extremely winnable game, if I'm being honest. Uh, the Senators have swapped coaches since the last time, so I'll be interested to see what the team looks like after that. Um, but this is this was one of the games that I marked as probably winnable for the Blue Jackets. Um, and as we all know, the Blue Jackets sometimes like to lose extremely winnable games. So I'm not, this is not me saying, hey, the Blue Jackets are definitely going to win this game. It's going to be great. Everyone should watch and put a bunch of money on him at FanDuel. But of the 32 games after the All-Star break, this was one of the ones that I had marked as the 10 winnable games for the Blue Jackets. Um, so we'll see. In terms of predictions, I do think the Blue Jackets are going to win this. Um, Senators are on a three-game winning streak right now. Um, Blue Jackets have two wins in their last five, three in their last ten. Um, have Again, have a chance to win back-to-back games if they win today and against the Sharks. Like, if they if they win today, they play the sh- their next game, I believe, is the Sharks on Saturday. And again, extremely winnable game. So, who knows? The Blue Jackets could win, but if the Blue Jackets win against Ottawa, like, they've got a chance to win back-to-back games for the first time since November, and I think that would be fun. Uh, in terms of scoring, I'm going to go with, I think this is going to be a 3-2 Blue Jackets win. Please don't go to overtime, uh, but I think it's going to be 3-2. And uh, I'm going to say that Zach Wierenski breaks his scoring drought. Um, it's been... I think literally the longest scoring drought of his entire career. It's been maybe 40 games since, since he last scored a goal, which seems insane uh, because he's still like second on the team in points because he just keeps racking up assists. He's got, he's got his shooting percentage is going to jump above like 0.9. Eventually it has to, I believe in it. Uh, so I'm putting money on Zach Wierenski to score for the blue jackets. Um, and that's kind of all I've got for today. Tomorrow, we are going to have another uh, draft profile. Uh, we're going to have uh, Sebastian Hive locked on NHL prospect here. We're going to talk about Michael Branzeg-Nigard, who is a uh, very underrated, fun forward that the Blue Jackets could target if they end up with a second first-round pick in the upcoming draft. Uh, so that's going to be tomorrow's episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode, for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, over on YouTube and on SiriusXM. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, for making us your first listen of the day. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.